Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. The Sarbanes-Oxley Corporate Responsibility Act was passed in 2002 in response to a number of corporate accounting scandals that rocked companies such as Enron and Tyco. But has Sarbanes-Oxley produced the intended results? Chairman of the Cato Institute, William Niskanen, does not think so. What has been the impact of the Sarbanes-Oxley Corporate Responsibility Act on the business community? The most direct measurable impact is the substantial increase in audit costs. Regular audit costs have increased 57% in 2005 alone, and special audit costs for Section 404 have increased uh, about $4 million a year for companies with total revenues of about $5 million billion a year. Section 404 is the clause outlining internal controls. Aren't those necessary for reliable financial reporting? No, I think not. The SEC had the power to do most of what was necessary here. Uh, there are some uh, measures that should be taken to improve the corporate governance, but nothing that is in Sarbanes-Oxley will help that. How has Sarbanes-Oxley affected the number of corporations that are listed on American stock exchanges? Well, quite a few uh, smaller firms have delisted from the American exchanges, in other words, gone private. And about 30 foreign firms have delisted from American exchanges just to be listed only on a foreign exchange. Now, in addition, there's been a very big change in the number of foreign firms that have listed initially uh, IPOs on the American exchanges versus foreign exchanges. In 2005, the number of foreign firms that have listed in the United States dropped to about 19. That compared to about 50 on the average for the prior four years. And foreign firms listed on the foreign exchanges increased uh, substantially. London had 335 initial uh, offerings in 2005, way up. Are there any other costs that are associated with Sarbanes-Oxley? I think the largest uh, long-term cost that is difficult to measure at this moment is the uh, risk aversion by senior corporate managers. They have been subject to significantly higher criminal penalties that are somewhat ambiguous as to whether the action would be regarded as criminal. And they may be spending too much time, actually, on all this audit process. Most corporate CEOs are not accountants. They should not be spending most of their time looking at the books. They should be able to count on the accountants doing their job there. So in a way, this has actually profited accounting firms, hasn't it? Well, it is. And interestingly enough, a good many of the early criminal charges were against accounting firms, particularly Arthur Anderson, where the SEC destroyed Arthur Anderson in court. But at the same time, the actions of Sarbanes-Oxley have greatly increased the revenues and fees of these accounting firms. Has investor confidence improved since passage of the act, as Senator Sarbanes and Representative Oxley had promised? No, absolutely not. Uh, investor confidence is best measured by the price that investors would be willing to pay for a stock per dollar of earnings by that corporation. And that price-earnings ratio has declined continuously since the spring of 2001 when Sarbanes-Oxley was being considered. Stock indices are now about the same as they were in May of 2001, but in the meantime, corporate earnings have gone up 30 to 40 percent. So there's no evidence whatsoever that Sarbanes-Oxley has increased investor confidence. It looked quite to the contrary. Despite all of this, wouldn't repealing the act bring us back to the era of corporate fraud that gave birth to this act in the first place? Well, corporate fraud was a rather narrow situation in any case. These firms that were charged with corporate fraud are a small sample of a very large number of American firms. 
there are some changes that ought to be made in the rules of corporate governance. I think these changes should be made primarily by states, not by the federal government. And there are some federal actions that should be considered, but none of which were addressed by Sarbanes-Oxley. I think a repeal of Sarbanes-Oxley would have no significant effect on the number of firms or corporate officials charged with corporate fraud. Have any companies or stock exchanges taken their own measures to prevent fraud, making Sarbanes-Oxley in effect obsolete? The major stock exchanges, in fact, significantly tightened their listing standards before Sarbanes-Oxley was even considered. So that made Sarbanes-Oxley much less um, important than would otherwise be the case. What actions should Congress take now? Congress should first repeal the authority for this new Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. It is completely unnecessary, very expensive. Uh, It is a private corporation that has been given taxing and regulatory powers, and for that reason is probably unconstitutional as well. The chairman of this uh, oversight board gets paid way more than the president of the United States, who faces much more important problems. The second thing that Congress ought to do is to celebrate the retirement of Senator Sarbanes and Representative Oxley by repealing the major act that is named after them. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.